Welcome to the Montana Real Estate Podcast, where we will pull back the curtain and answer all of your Montana real estate questions. Buying and selling real estate in Montana can be challenging, and local knowledge is the key. We will explore the different areas of the state and educate you on issues that play a role in Montana real estate transactions. This podcast is hosted by Will Friedner, a broker with Glacier Sotheby's International Realty in Whitefish, Montana. Now, here's Will with today's episode. Hello there, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Montana Real Estate Podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about finding good real estate agents here in Montana. This is your host, Will Friedner, and I'm really looking forward to this episode because here or anywhere in the country, this can be a problem. This is an episode you should pay really close attention to if you're planning on using an agent to help you buy or sell a house. So here's a newsflash. Real estate agents in general have a bad reputation. (laughs) Who would have thought? There are many reasons for this, but I'm going to highlight what I think the main problems are in the, with this industry. I will also discuss things to look for and things to ask an agent that you're going to work with. Don't get me wrong, there are some good agents around, some great agents around. You just kind of need to know what to look for. And I know that I'm probably going to take some heat about this episode, about what I'm going to tell you, but this is something you should know. And like I said in earlier episodes... I'm just going to tell it like it is and put it all out there, and I'm here to help you guys out. So I get really fired up over these issues with agents here because I truly believe something needs to be done about this soon. Part of the reason we got into this business was because some agents that we hired, we were trying to sell our house on our own, and these people just kept bugging us and bugging us, and finally we decided to let them list the house, and the minute we signed the paperwork, that was the end of them. I mean, they put up the sign and and we never heard from him again and it was just not a good experience at all. What we didn't realize at the time was the lack of training or experience needed here in Montana to get a real estate license. So let me go over a couple of problems here in Montana. Problem number one, do you realize that in Montana to get a real estate license you are only required to have finished the 10th grade? And I... (laughs) I have Googled this a dozen times because every time I see it, I can't believe it. To get a license here, you need to finish the 10th grade, and then you're required to take a 60-hour course either online or in person. And when I took this course, you really, you know, they really didn't teach you much about real estate sales. All they focused on was what was going to be on the test and how you can pass the test. There was no discussion about anything else. They obviously want you to pass the test so they can advertise to the next group of students that they had a huge percentage of students that passed the test, so it was kind of crazy. At one point, I tried to ask a question during class, and they shot me down and told me that we didn't have time to talk about that because it wasn't going to be on the test. So (laughs) that tells you a little bit about what they teach you in that class. So, you know, there it is. You finish 10th grade, you take a one-week class, pass the test, and congratulations, you can now sell real estate in Montana. I mean, unbelievable. So, you know, think about this. In your lifetime, how many things besides a house are you going to buy or will you buy that cost more than $100,000? I mean, probably not many. So the state of Montana is going to allow someone with these very high credentials to represent your best interests in a real estate deal. What could go wrong? So problem number two, a lot of companies out there will hire these brand new agents and they won't require them to work under a mentor or a team for their first few deals. And I think that should be a requirement. I mean, we were all first-time agents at some point, but 
I think they should be, you know, required to be under someone. And when they're showing properties and doing their first deals, they, you know, they should have somebody right by their side, not just thrown right out into, you know, working with people right out of the gate. You know, again, what could go wrong? You know, and I'm not saying that all new agents are bad. There's some very good people who get in the business and do have close supervision when they start. I just want to stress the fact that you really need to do your homework before hiring an agent, and and that is something to think about because, again, there's, as I just told you, there's they don't teach you much to get your license. And then I think the third big problem is that the state and local associations here, they don't crack down hard enough on bad agents. You know, there, there are many reasons for this, but I think these associations try to avoid lawsuits at all costs. And so this has led to many agents getting a slap on the wrist for some pretty bad things they've done. And I do think this problem is a national problem, not just here in Montana. You know, those are just three of the three of the problems with the industry here. And I do think if the state would change these three things, it would go a long way to change the industry's reputation. And obviously there's other issues, but I I really think those are the big three. So what can you do to avoid hiring a bad agent? Well, let me give you a few ideas. The first thing you should do, research the agent online before you meet with them. You know, Google their name, see what comes up. You, you may be surprised at what you find. I mean, anymore, you can Google anybody and maybe find some surprises about them. So that's the first thing I would do. Also, on these national websites, if you find them on Zillow, and just because it says someone's a premier agent, remember, and, I, and I'm going to talk about this in, a, in an upcoming episode about these websites, but, you know, when someone's a premier agent on Zillow, all that means is that they paid Zillow to have that title. They don't, that doesn't mean anything other than they came up with the cash and paid Zillow and boom, they're a, they're a premier agent on Zillow. And the other thing you should do, research the company that they work for. Google the company. You know, there are some great agents of bad companies and, and vice versa. And if you do your homework, you'll find that some of these companies are, they're in business for different reasons. I mean, you know, some of them are try to get as many agents as they can. Other companies just, you know, they want to focus on the quality of service. You just have to, you know, beware of, of everything. And in the internet, age, you know, it's pretty easy to figure out what a company is all about. You know, if you can't find much, you can't find out much about a company online, then that should tell you something as well. The next thing you should do to be sure to do is interview the agent in person. And again, I would interview more than one, but uh, when you're interviewing these people, first of all, ask if they're just a salesperson or a broker. And the difference between those two Unlike the salesperson license that I had talked about earlier, a broker actually needs to have some qualifications to get that license. To get a broker's license, you must you must graduate high school. You also must have been in the business for at least two years. Uh, you have to take another 60-hour broker's class, and then you must have at least 30 sales within a three-year time frame. Uh, and then you have to take another test for broker's. So, and again, I'm not saying that all brokers are better than regular agents, but they did, you know, the difference is they did have to prove themselves in the business before getting that broker's license. Like I said earlier, always interview more than one agent. Um, even if you think you know the person that you want to hire, 
never t- hurts to talk to other agents just to you know have a benchmark to work with another big thing that you'll find here ask if the agent does real estate full time you know if you're looking to buy a house in a hot market and your agent working at his other job he might miss a new listing that comes on in the morning cuz he's at his other job and you could miss out on that deal you know and then if you hire a part-time agent to sell your house he may not be able to answer calls during the day from prospective buyers and they could move on to the next place so another thing to keep in mind again if you're if you're hiring an agent to help you buy a house here are some ideas that you know you should ask an agent first i would ask how many homes have you sold in in this price range have you sold any homes in the market that i'm looking for how well do you know the market in the area that I'm looking for? And a big thing is, have you ever represented someone in a multiple offer situation? In this current market, you know, there's a lot of a lot of places that are multiple offers come in on the same thing. And there's different strategies you can use. And again, depending on the experience of your agent and how good they are, they're going to know different strategies to use in order to get you the best price and in order to get you the house and not lose out to someone else. I would also ask if they've ever sold a bank-owned home or worked on a short sale. Bank-owned homes are a whole different ball game. You know, you're working most of the time with these national banks and there's all these different addendums that they use that your agent needs to make you aware of what it says in there because you're going to be signing the the last one I did was 12 pages of fine print. So make sure the agent, you know, your agent has done, worked with those before so they know what they're getting you into. And short sales, same thing. They're totally different, different deal from buying a, a regular house and, and your agent needs to know what's going on. And I'll I'll be doing episodes on these two things too. I don't want to get too far into these. I would also ask how many other buyers they're working with at that moment. I mean, they may be working with people that are looking for the same house that you are. So just check that out. And then, you know, the, a good question just to get their reaction is ask them what makes them better than the next agent they're going to talk to. And you don't have to name the names, but again, just see what they have to say. And, you know, if 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 you connect with them and if they 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 sound like they know what they're doing. So if you're hiring an agent to sell your house, some ideas to ask him or her about uh, on that side of things is, you know, again, have you sold any homes in in my neighborhood? How many homes have you listed and sold this year? Have them break down the the marketing strategy they're going to use, you know, to sell your house. And just remember, many many of these real estate companies out there, they have scripts that they have for their agents to memorize, you know, in order to get the listing. I mean, there shouldn't be a script, I don't believe, because every house is different. So every marketing plan should be different. So if it sounds like they're, you know, reciting a script, try try and mix it up a little bit and come right out and ask if they're using a script because that, you know, like I said, every house is different and every house is going to require a little bit different marketing to get it sold. One of the jokes in this industry is, you know, that when an agent gets a listing, they do the three P's. They put up a sign, they put it on MLS, and then they pray that another agent sells it. So you don't obviously want that. Again, talk in depth about their marketing strategy and make sure they're just not reading off a, off a script there either. Ask them 
why you should use them to sell their house. That kind of goes in with the marketing, but uh, hopefully they can communicate that. And another big thing is ask them how often they're going to communicate with you about the market and about any showings that you had. I get complaints all the time from people, you know, that are they're listening with me that they tried with someone else earlier and they're like, oh, they never called me. And there again, it goes to what I was saying earlier about the three Ps. They just put up the sign and that's the end of it. And they hope that it sells and that's the last you hear from them. So you obviously want to avoid that. The last thing to ask is if they're not happy or if you're not happy with their service, are they going to let you out of the contract? You know, when you just remember when you do, when you sign a listing agreement with an agent, it is a valid contract and they, they really don't have to let you out of it until it expires. So if you sign a a one year listing agreement and a month in, you think this person is horrible. Technically, they don't have to let you out for a year. So keep that in mind. Ask that question. Hopefully, that will avoid problems in the future. And again, these are just some questions, some questions to ask a pers- prospective agent. The point is, you should interview the agent in person and get to know them and their company before you sign anything, because it's an, it's an important thing. And all these issues can come up. So again, if if taking notes or you want a copy of this, I'd be happy to send it to you. My contact info is at the end. I really hope you use some of these tips when you hire when you're gonna hire an agent. You know, there's so many things that can come up during a real estate transaction. You deserve to have a good agent that's there to protect your best interests because again, this is a lot of money we're talking about here. And if you get the wrong agent, it could end up costing you a fortune. Good news is there are a lot of good agents out there. You just need to find it. And and if you're not sure about who to hire, I work with agents all over the state and I'd be happy to recommend some if that I feel would do a good job for you. Again, if you if you use these tips that I just gave you, you should be able to find yourself a good agent. I hope you enjoyed this episode and as always if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Montana Real Estate Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call me at 406-249-1735. So if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and tell your friends about it. And I hope you join us for the next episode of the Montana Real Estate Podcast. <laughs>